Hello, and welcome to the 14 Questions Podcast. I'm not going to say it. I mean, I will say it. Yeah, I'll, you know <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, Self-control, a little yeah. bit of restraint yeah, yeah. goes a long way. Welcome back. Welcome back. Damn it. There it is. There yeah. it is. Welcome back, folks that have listened to us before. We appreciate you yeah. uh, in ways you'll never know. You know, I, I'd, I'd ask you how your weekend, whatever. We're a little late. Okay. But we're, you know, Cali time sometime. We got to do a thing. So, yeah, you know, ain't nothing but a thing. Yeah. We had a technical glitch. Yeah, Can't blame sure. it on Theodore this time. That's yeah, a dog, by the way. Those of you new to the show, the last few episodes, we've been recording remotely and several hundred miles apart. Uh, and last night we attempted to do the same, but with uh, very insignificant equipment compared to what we normally would be using. My shit was fine. Your, your side was great. Mine was mine was pretty awful. Uh, so, yeah, it's Thursday. We're recording on Thursday, re-recording a thing we recorded on Wednesday already yeah. late in the week. So that we can at least deliver this by our normal Thursday time if you're in California. Yeah, it's fair enough. I think it's fair enough. Yeah. You know, you make promises. You keep them. Yeah, we have galley time, you know. Yeah, it's fine. Thursday, it's yeah. still Thursday somewhere. Anyhow, so folks, we we, we we dove into this topic, okay? So Brandon and I have been talking about this. It's like, all right, we do this podcast over here, right? And of course, we cover a lot of tech stuff. We cover popular culture, current events. We cover some weird stuff with art. It's kind of cool. I mean, go back and listen to a few if you haven't. This is a weird topic because this topic, weirdly enough, converges like all of these things. Yeah. I mean, to, to some degree, right? Right. I mean, to a point, right? And when I started researching it, I was like, oh, shit. This could be deep. No, yeah. It's revolutionary technology, potentially, right? Yeah, I mean, bizarre. So, anyhow, without keeping them, you know, the listeners like worried about <laughs> it. Like, so, are we going to let them know? Yeah, yeah. So, we're, is we're, that a thing that's going to happen? We're going to do a toe in the water on what has been coined NFTs at this point in time, or non fungible tokens. Correct. Now, the weird thing is, when I went to guess, first start to research this, I'm sitting around, you know, Sunday drinking a coffee, and I'm like, I, I write EFT in my, my my notes, and I'm like. What are we, what are we talking about this week? No, <laughs> not EFTs. Oh, not EFTs. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which, you know, I, I, you know, whatever. Or, or give, NFCs give or. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, crazy. There's, there's so many acronyms out there to keep up with them all. It's in high demand. But I'll, I'll tell you what's, what's kind of bizarre about this. So one thing is that once in a while I'll jump onto, on the media. They do a, they do a great podcast. Um, I think it's New York pop. New York Public Radio, and Brooke Gladstone, who is uh, the, the the host, or there's two hosts over there. She did a, a pretty fantastic interview with uh, Anil Dash, who this guy he he was like he backed it up and and started explaining why NFTs, which weren't NFTs at the time, why this was a thing, so. This, there was this, this part of the art world that basically said, we need to understand providence. We need to understand the authenticity of a thing. We need to understand the artist and they, in the digital realm, yeah, they were wrapped, trying to wrap their heads around this stuff. Yeah. How do we do that? You know, because it, it, sometimes the journey of a piece of art 
adds as much to its value as the art itself. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, was this owned by a famous person? Was it, you know, these things matter, um, in, in the collector's world or, um, or, or just as, as, as humanity. Yeah. Like, just so we have a record of it. Who right? did a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. The history, if nothing else, that's a very good point. So folks, if you, if you want to, I mean, d- dive in she, she does a great interview and it sort of sets this stuff up, but the, the part I couldn't wrap my head around initially is this whole, you know, it, it migrated and then, you know, he had a name for a thing and then it turned into like non-fungible, what are we saying? Non-fungible tokens, right? Yeah. Which is this weird technology that is based around crypto to the extent that it is based around the technology that. Yeah. Blockchains as far as blockchain. Like it, it uses ledgers. that as a ledger to. Yes then show the changing of hands, much like we would move cryptocurrency right. from a digital wallet to another digital wallet. Uh, NFTs, I guess the simplest way would be like, you have a digital safe that you keep your artwork or jewelry in for, you know, all intents and purposes. And uh, then I can transfer that to your little digital lockbox. Uh, and there's a record of that and we can prove ownership well, and provenance. Yes. And, 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 and furthermore, I mean, this is, you know, signatures on a, on a piece of artwork and oil or, you know, somebody signed the back of the canvas and they put a, they put a note there. They said when it was done. So the, the blockchain allows somebody to say, if I, if you're just going to create in the, in the, in the digital world, yeah. because my understanding, you know, with what I've done with art or what I've seen in art. And I think we, we, we talked about this when we tried to record this the other night is if you think about this, like you do a lot of photography. Yes. Right. And quite a bit. So in the world of you capture a negative, right. And then, I mean, it, it back in the day, I mean, people yeah, still do this, right. Actual film photography. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it's a, I won't say a dying art, but definitely most people have switched to digital for the sheer convenience of it. Correct. But, but you, you, you capture a thing. Okay, it's on it's on a negative and then you you process the negative and you 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 bathe the thing and this actual physical thing comes out and you hold it and you're like, yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah. That's gonna be limited prints or a you know, an original, whatever. The kind of cool conceptual stuff here is that in in the digital world, there is no physical touch in the same way. It just it just starts. Somebody says it's finished and it's a thing. Yeah. And then it goes out into the wild. That is the internet, right? And yeah. People go, Ooh, I love that. Right. Click, save as set it as a desktop, set it, you know, as a wallpaper, run, run prints illegally on Etsy for sale because you don't understand (laughs) copyright law. (laughs) If I just take this thing and put it on a canvas tote bag, I ordered, you know, by the hundreds from China or wherever. Uh, yeah, it's fin- well, it's yeah. my tote with this person's artwork. We don't have to yeah. license that sort of thing. So yeah, this stuff happens. Um, and then, you, you know, you end up with you, millions of copies of a piece of digital art all over the internet on, you know, whether people make memes out of it or just post it on Facebook where they've downloaded, saved as, re-uploaded it. And then you go, wait, how the fuck do we follow where this came from? Right. Who created it? Who actually owns it? In the world of photography, you can be like, 
that's my uh, dark room over there in the world of painting. And be like, that's my studio. Maybe I yeah, did a thing. Like I have and, the film negatives. I, you and have I have print. Yeah. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I have the fucking I can tell original. You who created the thing short of, yeah. I stole the negatives. So, you know, and even with digital photography to some degree, you know, a lot of us shoot in, in raw format, mm-hmm. uh, which has a lot more data in that format than, you know, a JPEG, what you might typically see on the internet. But then once we process an image and and color grade and tone it and do whatever magic things we do in Photoshop, then we save them as JPEGs, which strips out all the excess data uh, because it makes the files smaller. It makes the Internet run faster and more efficiently. Uh, And so, you know, to some degree, you can prove ownership or copyright through, hey, I've got the raw files for this. Nobody else does. Like, I have them. It's, yeah, it's fine. It is. It's mine. It's mine. But then if you're just producing in the digital realm, you know, what do we have? So this is why this is so fascinating to me is that they wanted to, they wanted to put these, these, these markers down in the process, mm-hmm. which is, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Anyhow, want to jump to a break and uh, we'll get back into the backside of this thing and Explain where it's gone from here. Sure. All right. We'll be right back. The, oh. Oh, there we go. There we go. We're both we're, doing it. Yeah. We're sending mixed signals here. Yeah. I, that was almost so perfectly timed. I don't Shit. know in playback that you'll hear two distinct voices. We should have done it. We should have, maybe, maybe we're on to a thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let's not do that. Next time we have to read an excerpt yeah. or a script of some sort on the show, we'll just both read it simultaneously and it'll sound like really bad stereo recording. Yeah. It's fantastic. Seems reasonable to me. Anyway. So I think I'm, I do have to do this. So it was the, it was a segment on November 12th, 2021 called Cha-Ching. And that's the, on the media piece that people are so inclined to go listen to. It's really, it's actually a really good podcast. Um, or actually it's, it's a podcast plus an actual thing that goes out in the air, much more impressive than us. Anyhow, you know, when you get back to the NFT stuff, kind of fascinating when you think about this. Because now, in theory, artwork is more qualifiable than it was. I mean, to a pretty substantial degree, I think. You know, the idea of of using blockchain technology to protect the integrity of the original artwork. You know, we've had forgers since the dawn of time when it comes to paintings or sculpture or, or jewelry or what have you. We did a whole entire episode on counterfeit things. Right. Um, people get very good at replicating or recreating a piece of art to the point where it's damn near indistinguishable from the original, even under scientific scrutiny and right. not just an expert watching eye. See, this, this is where a brain is going to hurt my soul because now I'm like, I got to mention it, man. Go ahead. The Interpol people. It's not like I don't watch the Thomas <laughs> Crown Affair. It's not like I don't dig this stuff. I want, you know, I like the suits. 
get the cappuccinos. <laughs> cappuccinos. They're going to be out of a job. No. This the, division anyway. It, this division. They're going to have to have another division. That, that division shows up and they're like, no more cappuccino for us. <laughs> like, we don't get the... Our, we don't, we, our budget's been, uh, we our don't budget's get, been cut. The blockchain we, is taken care of. We don't get the lasers to look through the three layers of paint on a Picasso to figure out... Was this Correct, his canvas yeah. when he was trying to do this other painting? Yeah. Is there a painting behind the painting that we can validate yeah. as an original as well? Yeah, they do all kinds of amazing, cool stuff with x-rays and, you know. Yeah, it's really I mean, neat. You yeah, know what? Digital it, world I'm with, hoping to with, get a job offer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to drink the cappuccino. I hear they need a cleaning lady, so you might yeah. be, you might okay, be there sad. You go. No. Um, but it is interesting Barista. because, you know, cryptocurrency... It is still relatively in its infancy, but it has been around a number of years. And so they've kind of worked out and solved the problems uh, to a degree where if this was easily counterfeitable, uh, we're talking trillions of dollars yes. that could be manipulated. Like it, it's relatively, I guess my point is it's relatively secure technology and the protection of uh, the data stored within it. Uh, and so it makes it, very interesting for a couple of reasons. One, it's going to be very hard to recreate the original in the sense that this is the original. I would like to sell it to you uh, in the criminal sense, but it also allows the opportunity for ownership, but also free sharing of information where again, that, that right click save as download it. I like it. I love it. Whatever fair use copyright stuff that we've been doing with, you know, traditional artwork in the sense, maybe I snapped a photo of the Mona Lisa when I saw it or whatever, and I have this reproduction of a thing, but it will make it much, much more difficult in the long run, I think, to uh, create to, Well, it's going to, in theory, right, it's going to do two things, right? So, you know, you, you, let's, let's just say that, so the, 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 they were conflexed. You create digital artwork. You put it on the worldwide photocopier and it just goes. And so, goes and goes and goes and goes. And goes, goes, yeah. and goes. <laughs> so it's kind of cool to think that somebody could hold the actual first qualifiable digital thing. Yeah. And again, just the, the sheer ownership of it, because Correct. it is so easy yeah. with desktop publishing and printing on demand services and, and, and whatnot to copy a piece of art, reprint it, reproduce it without proper licensing or royalties to the creator. Now you go, Hey man, yeah. Like I know this is a piece of digital art, but check the blockchain. I own the damn thing. Which I control really it. Kind of fucking cool. I control like it. it. I own it. Yeah. Like it, th there's no, proof that I need to bring forward to validate my ownership of it. Like I might have to do with a photograph in, in the sense currently where what, like we talked about earlier with the raw files versus JPEG or hey, negatives camera, versus canvases, so on and yeah, so yeah. forth. You, yeah, yeah. There's, there's this pre-existing removed third party algorithm basically that says, yeah, no, this guy owns it. And it's also kind of cool because you can now own this stuff anonymously too, because blockchain. No, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So oh. like if you go to Sotheby's and you go to an auction and go do, 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 you know, hammer drops and you spent a million, $2 million, 
like I, I feel like they're probably pretty good at protecting anonymity to some degree, but other people were in the room very, whereas here you create a wallet, much like mm. cryptocurrency wallets are by design, almost anonymous. They're just a string of numbers and data. And so the ownership, you can just sit there quietly and be like, <laughs> this is mine and no one knows it until they need to, or you want to sell it and move it forward. And that's kind of fun too. Well, and, and the other thing I've got to bring this up, right? So, you know, two things are happening right now. So NFTs and this whole construct. And now that it's like this, this emergence of art artists, things that are potentially worth money, crypto computer people. It's sort of, <laughs> you know, we've probably got some grifters in the way, like oh, things are going to be, yeah. things are going to get fucked up. Right. Because the, these people are like, Oh my God. So you, you research this stuff is like the first thing that ever sold was like 46 cents. And now we're, now we're in the, now we're in the millions. There were tens of millions, tens of millions for, for things. Yeah. It's there, there's a whole market. And I have to wonder, um, because I haven't followed like digital art in the sense of collecting and in ownership. Like what were people paying for this stuff before the concept of an NFT? To to buy I, I, no. to buy a digital piece of artwork that you could go online and just save and have for your own personal use anyway. But, okay, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know either. But I'm going to tell you like this: if it was a print that was signed by the person that digitally created it, sure, like that has physical, tangible value. So we're in this interesting place where I think about um, the video game World of Warcraft because okay. I kind of feel like this set a trend. Uh, so at the time. For people not familiar, it's a massive online <laughs> multiplayer game. Everybody probably knows World of Warcraft at this point. Um, but it always blew my mind that they had these very limited, rare weapons that were very difficult to acquire, or maybe there was only one in this online world. And somebody, and this has been years back now, maybe 20 years uh, had the bright idea. Like I have this ultra rare sword that makes me super powerful and, you know, can just demolish my opponents. They put it on eBay, this okay. digital yeah, artifact. Yeah. They put it on eBay yep. uh, because in the game you can go and meet your friends or people you play with on, in your clan or what have you and exchange items and gear and handoff. And these are finite resources in that digital world. And so somebody, somebody says, I've got this thing. Everybody wants it. People try and kill me to steal it off my dead body in the game, whatnot. I'm going to put it on eBay. And this is 20 years ago. Like maybe this guy was way ahead of his time and it sold the first sword from that game. I, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but it was maybe six, $7,000 with the promise of come find my digital avatar in the game. And I will pass this sword on to you for thousands of dollars of real world cash. That's and so to me, bizarre. yeah, I went, I went, this is brilliant. And it's wild that people would pay for that, but that maybe that's the provenance of like digital items having value now. And then moving forward, you know, if we end up with a metaverse type of scenario, like a world within a world, uh, which is very much, well, we're like going to go there. We're going to go inception there. matrix yeah. kind of moment. Then if in that world, the servers can say, no, if you don't have the NFT, you can't hang this in your digital apartment. That guy can, right? And so now there's this hmm. 
Does that make sense? So because yeah. the blockchain could just be identified by the server, if you made a copy, tried to upload it, it would go, nope, you don't own this. That guy does. It's hung in his little digital mansion over here because he spent thousands of dollars to build it in a virtual world. And we have all these pay to play like iPhone games and everything else where mm. they're in game purchases. Like I want to buy a weapon with physical money. You don't earn it anymore. You pay for it with real world cash. And it's a revenue stream for these game developers in the same way that again, if we have this digital virtual okay. world that people spend time in, then yeah, this NFT thing becomes really fucking interesting because now there's a level of control, uh, which, you know, so you no, hold on, hold on. Super you, tangent there. You know, no, it's, it's great. I, lo- I love that you went down that tangent because what I'm picturing is that it is, it'd be like bourgeois to have, the thing you printed out on your computer on your wall because you just stole it off the internet versus, you know, whatever mega TV you have on your wall that (laughs) only I can, only I can display a thing on my fucking wall because I own it. I own it in the digital world. That's kind of fucking wild. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's kind of fun because if you look at it, so many of these like massive online multiplayer games like Minecraft and everything, people build these incredible structures to begin with. And now if we can assign that provenance globally, because some of this stuff might be end up being cross-platformy. So depending on like you think about Facebook and Instagram and they're their own entities, uh, not outside of the actual corporation. Only I can pin the thing at the top of my thing, whatever. Right. Yeah. No. And it's, it's just mine. It's mine. Like if you want to see this piece of art that everybody's talking about in these message boards Mm. or on Reddit or whatnot, then you're going to have to gain access to my digital dance club in the virtual world where we have, you know, it, it's, oh it's God, so it's, weird. It's yeah. so weird to think about this stuff because we're already there to some degree. And the fact <laughs> Fair that enough. we're just willing to put ourselves into this matrix but it, and then take our actual real world cash, spend it on digital things. Like it's going to create a second economy in a weird way. It already, ha- it already has. It already has. It That's already my has. point. We're already there. Uh, in, it's, in, it's rather fascinating. You know, in, in, in the other, the other thing that if, if anybody dives down these rabbit holes or looks at what we look at over here, that the thing that, the thing that kills me having an art background and, you know, understanding some stuff about art is the comments are like, my kid could do that. <laughs> right. I mean, anyone could do that. And, you know, folks, yeah, Jackson Pollock, you know, threw some fucking paint on a wall, you know, but you're not a, you're not Jackson Pollock, right? But you're not Jackson Pollock. You know, Andy Warhol was like, yeah, uh, you know, some Campbell soup cans, you know, and do a thing. You're not Andy Warhol. Like <laughs> yeah, there was- these, the, the, these digital people are blowing my mind, you know? And so since you brought it up, we got to bring it up metaverse. <laughs> Which I think that they're, they're actually, you know, that everybody's going to think, oh, that's the Facebook thing. Okay, whatever. But actually, I think, you know, good old Zuckerberg's, he's calling it ben, meta now. So doing all this research for this podcast, I come across Metaverse, right? Which is mm-hmm. a Sotheby's thing. So they have a whole thing where they have the lots, they have the lots that are on auction. They have the lots that are sold. They feature these digital artists. And I'm like, this is, this is just bizarre to me, but then I'm going down and I'm like, oh, I can sort it. I mean, you know, the cat dad guy, I, I sort of get cat dad, 
But then I hit, this is my favorite, the pleaser, D-A-O, and I'm going to spin my computer <laughs> to you. You know who I'm talking about here. Where, where, where am right. I at here? Which one? Which one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the fucking Shiba Inu from crypto. <laughs> from, from the Dogecoin, yeah. Yeah, so it's like. Which I think who that, that meme, they actually did mint an NFT for it, and it sold recently. I, so I don't the, see it in a lot. I don't see it in a lot. I don't know Maybe if it was in Sotheby's. It's just what it, there are multiple NFT platforms, but I, I I'm almost positive that meme went around. I was, love that fucking. It was talk. the it was the Shiba Inu. I hate it. And it, was, it was a meme for everything. There were so many different variations of it, but this dog became famous on the internet, which is why then Dogecoin had adopted it uh, as its mascot because Dogecoin was kind of meant to be ironic and funny. Um, but so this person whose dog became famous on the internet <laughs> has now been able to take that original photograph that became that famous meme yeah. mint an NFT for it and say, I can sell ownership of it. And you know, somebody just wants to be like, yeah, I, I have enough money that I, I dropped a million bucks to own this it, thing it, that it, that's it, everywhere. Like millions of variations of it all over the internet. You could get it for free, but it's just the bragging rights and, and the hedging of a bed but to on your a collectible point, sense to but, own the day. But to your point, right? I mean, if we get there. We, I'm like, hey, let's go to a friend's house, whatever. We walk in, there's a big digital display on the wall. And and you're like, that's the fucking Shiba Inu. And you're like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They own the, they own the original of this. You got to wonder, like. How they make the money? How they get the dog in the fucking wall? Right? Yeah, how do you get that? No, it's, it's very interesting. Like if you if you take these ideas that are, are dismissive at face value, like Correct. why would why would people spend so much money on these NFT things? And like so many things, you know, whether it be baseball cards or people that collect yeah. salt and pepper shakers, you know, they, they <laughs> like I, I don't say that to be funny um, necessarily. It's, no, you're onto it. It's you're speculation on a future value. And then if you start running down the rabbit hole and exercising a little bit of creativity, you go, wait, where could this be? And this is kind of where we've landed accidentally in this podcast. Well, and the I'm thing like, is going, going to your point about like, you know, salt and pepper shakers or whatever. If you own the original, not all the ones like you're on antique roadshow. Okay. So picture this <laughs> 10 years from now, somebody is going to go on antique roadshow. And I kind of like this, even though it's really pixelated, but the, the, Ponderware or whatever. Yeah, like, a, like an eight eight bit kitten. Yeah. So it's like if Super Mario had a cat. Yeah. So you, thing. what did what did it sell for? Does it say oh it's entitled Moon Cat? Moon Cat, oh, yeah. The moon cat. Let yeah. me go down to these lots. So, you know, I'm sort of thinking like, you know, we're not too far out from like Antiques Roadshow or whatever, digital roadshow, whatever we're gonna call it. And you show up and some guy pulls a computer up and he's like, yeah, that lot was closed, by the way. Yeah. It sold. But like some of it, some of this stuff is extraordinary. I mean, you know, 3.4 million. You know. Oh, no, there's, there, again, there's massive amounts of money being moved around. I, I have to question whether or not there's some money laundering going on as <laughs> there's, well. There's a thing, uh, right? Which I'm sure there probably is. There always but has it, been. But it also, we, correct. With art and within the art collecting world, it's always been a thing. And this is just the new way to do it. Um, but now, but you, I also in like, theory, you can prove I like providence. the idea of digital scarcity. Mm -hmm. 
Um, because there's there's nothing to say that a platform couldn't be developed if it doesn't already that says, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to sell mint 50 NFTs of this thing, but only 50. And so there are 50 yeah. people in the world. You know, I don't know that it necessarily is going to have to be one and one only. So <laughs> I, ironically, in your digital photo frame in the physical world or your digital photo frame in the digital world, you can go, this is an original yes. and, and have the same ownership because really it's an abstract concept anyway. If I buy a, a signed print of a piece of art and I download that piece of art and print it on the same paper for my personal use for all intents and purposes, it's the same item. If I use the yes. same printer, if I, you know, just again, under fair use copyright. So the whole thing is just this abstract agreement of it's an original, it's an original, it's an original. And I own one and you don't. Mwahaha. Uh, and so I, I think it, it clearly with the amount of money flying around with these things, it's going to be around. And, uh, or I'm going to bring this up just to throw a thing to you because it was a story recently. You own the original. Yeah. You destroy the original or you, you somewhat amend it or you allow it to be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a very specific <laughs> reference. I know exactly what you're speaking of, which would be Banksy's girl with a balloon, right? Yeah, well, that, that well, shredded it, itself upon sale at an auction, and then was recently sold for um, twenty sometimes more, almost than it originally well, and sold the, for, but, and it but, originally but, sold for a very substantial. But I amount think of money. Banksy. I mean, we won't go into this tonight. We're going to have to cover this. But, but I think he, he retitled it too. Yeah. Well, he played with the whole performance art and everything else because there's this flux of like, how long is it going to exist within humanity? Yada yada yada. Yeah. But recent, the recent story is the one where they like roller painted over a thing. He was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. For a television program. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> good on them. Yeah. I mean, so taking things away kind of powerful again, scarcity. It's about scarcity. And then think about this side of things, the NFT side, who has control to say no one gets to see it again. Yeah. No, if we get to a point in the internet where, you can, you can say that's mine. It needs to come down everywhere. Like if AIs and yeah. processing gets to a point where we don't, as humans have to go looking in the corners of the web to find these and issue copyright notices and everything else. If the machines can do it on our behalf, then suddenly you're like, you know, this meme is flying around and it's being shared millions and millions and millions of times. And everybody's like, Oh my God, the meme, it's so funny. It's so funny. And then whoever owns it just pulls the rug on the thing and it's gone. It's vanished it's, from the internet. It's it's it's, it's, it's it, gone. And people will talk about it. Do you remember? Do you remember? Here's the here's the fucking problem. Though, the Brandon. way we talk about like our old favorite TV shows or movies that never made it to DVD or Netflix or streaming Correct. services anymore. So here's the we, thing. We go, man, that that was really cool. I wish I could find it. Right. right. I wish I could. Because I have so many movies because we're so ingrained in the streaming culture and there are many yeah. platforms with many titles available, but there are many of them. Disney does this by design with their platform. They have certain things that are in the vault and they've been doing this for years as far as availability on VHS or DVD, but they even do it with the streaming 
Like this title's only going to be available and then it's going to go away until we decide to let it back out. So my thing is, my thing is, you know, you, you, you walk into the Louvre or you walk into a, a, a museum anywhere in the world and there's preservation of humanity, right? Yes, correct. It does get a little scary in the world of digital NFTs or however we're going to think about things that somebody has the control. And I think this is maybe what banks he's playing with right now. Just fucking remove it. You're never going to see it. You're never going to read that book. I hate to go macabre on some of the listeners, but <laughs> I mean, this, this realistically, is, this that, is that where we happen. are. You if know. we don't have conservatorship or a gallery or national things to hold the hold, yeah, have a vessel of humanity. Yeah. There's no you, guarantee you, you of preservation. Just, yeah. you, you can't hmm. just get rid of this piece of artwork. Hmm. You, you, you went deep with that. Thing. I know that, I might, that might be a great out. place to leave off and just let people ponder. Oh yeah. A hundred years from now. Oh, give it 10. <laughs> my grandfather's grandfather told me about this. I think they called the memes with a dog. Yeah. And that intrigues some young digital archaeologist that says, I'm going to start finding these abandoned motherboards in the junkyards of the past to revive a thing that was saved one time, but exists no more. That's going to be like the next Indiana Jones movie. It can't be worse than the crystal skull one. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it'll be great. It makes, it makes stuff so much more like, I just want to hug it like so much more valuable. Because once you gain that control, that level, yeah, and then someone we, can just we take it all for granted, and now they maybe, can just take it away from humanity. It, it like, could, we'll just take it, that it, book it or that song it. out of your head. You'll never hear this song again. Like, <laughs> like now, nah, there's something to be said for that, right? Uh, so, especially it, it, again, the NFT proving provenance of the original. A new hit single drops, and it's not buy it here, buy it there. It's there. There are fifteen hundred copies. And it's it. Only you can hear it. I'm, I'm going to take it away from you. At some point, it's, it's going to go away. And those 1,500 yeah. lucky individuals can play it for their friends. They own it. Yeah. But you'd have to then hunt it down, which we used to do. We used to. Yeah. Back in the days, the simpler times as they were. If you knew about a thing or you wanted a thing, you had to go and find it. And that made it that much more valuable once you acquired it. Um. Hmm. Oh, things to think about. Yeah. Now, the more I'm thinking about this, the more I'm like, oh, I love the idea of NFTs. I, w- I wasn't sure when we started the podcast. I, I had my leanings, but yeah, as we as we sit here and try and unpack the hypothetical, where's it going to go? Futures. Nothing could possibly uh, go fucking wrong. <laughs> I mean, a lot could go wrong too, but I also think a lot could go right, uh, which is always a reflection of the times. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, after well, we always revisit topics like this, so we'll 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 come back to this. Well, so this one, I'm sure, would <laughs> some three months from now, one of us go, you'll never believe what they just fucking sold. <laughs> uh, there you're gonna have to talk about that on the podcast. So, sure. folks, it, for for all you that had to wait to Cali time to hear our uh, our stuff kick out, we apologize. We apologize. My but, bad. You know, but you know, some of this stuff is kind of heavy. You got to think about it really, really heavy. So, you know, we, 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 we hope we've done, we hope we've done something over here. So, you know, yeah. Stirred the pot of food for thought. There you go. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. Oh my, that was too much. There you go. Till next time. Until next time.
Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course, find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. <laughs>